Hello everybody and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and I am joined by my two very special guests slash friends, uh, Gooey Fame and Kevin O'Rourke. How are you gentlemen on this fine evening? Hey guys. Hey, doing great. I'm doing good too. Uh, you know what, maybe I'll give like a super shameless plug actually. By the time you're hearing this, a new episode of Virtual Theater should be imminently dropping within Ooh, the next yeah. uh, day or two. It's all about Final Fantasy XV Kingsglaive. Uh, K.O., you ever seen that movie? Uh, I have not had the pleasure. However, I'm sure <laughs> that uh, given the next episode of y'all's podcast, uh, I'm going <laughs> to want to see it. <laughs> Or maybe you, I won't. you might not need to see it. <laughs> I might not. I'll get the hot scoop there, and then I'll I'll decide for myself. You're gonna have to tune in. You know what? Let me just give you a little bit of a of a preview. Yeah, I want a little if sneak you, peek. If you listen to one of us, you might want to watch this movie. If you listen to the other one of us, you might not. All right. <laughs> there yeah, you go. There's a, yeah, a little foreshadowing. That's it. That's a little, a little sneak teaser. peek. But that's all you get. No more than that. SoundCloud.com for I have virtual to theater. I must tune in now. All right, so um, it's finally here. It's finally time. Uh, the day that we've all been waiting for for so long finally <laughs> sort of. came to pass on Friday. And you know what? Uh, I guess first of all, I wanna. I just want to say, did you guys pick up the Link's Awakening amiibo with uh, with your game? I did not. I got I a sweet poster either. though. Yeah, they were handing out posters Game, like GameStop like nothing. Up. What? I got yeah. the hookup with the poster. People were just walking in there going, poster, poster. Like I was like, I didn't order this and they were just like, Poster. My like, my oh, GameStop right. had a guy with, with like, you know, the T shirt guns? Like sporting <laughs> oh, no. events. He had that he had that with the posters, he's just shooting them poster. at people when they walked <laughs> in the door. It's the poster How boy. How big was this GameStop? It was, it's a huge one. It was a stadium. GameStop Stadium, that's where we were at. That's where I picked my game up. Yeah, I oh, didn't well, get the You should have picked up two. I did pick up two. Oh hell yeah. Ooh, I'll trade you I'll trade you a uh, Canadian seven eleven cup for a for a poster. It's oh, a hot deal. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> trademarked Canada. I actually did pick up two copies of the game. However, one was for a friend. I see. That's very generous of you. Um, I went and picked up my game, and so I was I was at work, and I'm like, you know what? I can I can sneak out for like 20 minutes because there is a mall just right down the hill from my office, and I'm like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna get the game and I'm gonna buy the amiibo because the amiibo is gonna be sold out immediately, and so I'm just about to leave. It's like 9:30 just when EB opens, and my boss is rolling in. And normally, I think he would have been fine if I'm like, hey, I'll be back in like 10 minutes. But he was in a foul mood, so I was like, oh, God. Oh. So I waited till my lunch. I was risking it all. I went down EB, <laughs> but I got the last Link Amiibo. Wow. And I picked up I picked up my boy Ivysaur as well. Oh, yeah, they were busting out some Pokemon Amiibo, too. Uh, there was there was Ivy, Snake there was Squirtle, and, yeah, and Solid Snake. Whoa. So, Solid Snake is my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ekans in my life. Arbok. He's a solid bro. Um, so yeah, so I, I got the Amiibo. I haven't... Uh, you know, I think if I could start over, I would leave my Amiibo in their packaging. Because mm. like it's really beautiful packaging. But uh, alas, uh, I'm probably going to take it out uh, in the next couple days. Maybe put my <laughs> Chamber Dungeons on that. Bring it over to a friend. But um, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's finally here at Link's Awakening. So, of course, we are going to be diving all into Link's Awakening, the remake. Uh, we're going to be we're going to kind of just be freestyling some thoughts, um, some obviously a lot of comparisons to the original Link's Awakening DX, which uh, all, all three of us here on the show are, are quite intimately familiar with the original. So uh, we're going to be talking about how the new game kind of stacks up to the old game. And uh, just kind of giving you um, a few hot takes and insights that we had uh, along the way of our playthrough. So uh, I guess we should start off and just kind of say how much each of us has gotten to sit down and play the game. So, um, Kevin, I know that you have spent a lot of time with it. Let's start with you. Yeah, I think I put in the most time between the three of us. Um, I'd say, given my time with it now, I put about uh, 16 hours 
wow. in this game. Uh, it, honestly, it does feel like that. Yeah, woo. Uh, I picked the game up on Friday. I played it that night until like 3 in the morning, and I played it all the way through in one sitting. Wow. I beat, I beat the entire bad game. Boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bad dude. Well, for you, that's not unreasonable. No, no, not at all. But they're like, so like speaking from like a speedrun perspective for this game, um, obviously like none of the glitches and none of the like skips and stuff are there in the game. So I had to go through and actually like play through the <laughs> do it the hard dungeons. way. Yeah, do it, do it the hard way. You yeah. had to earn it. <laughs> yeah, links links re uh, learning. That was the game for me. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, f- I finished the game. Um, it was great, and and I've started a second playthrough. Um, I'm currently at Turtle Rock, and I've I've scooped up tons of heart pieces. I've scooped up. Uh, I'm at 40 seashells. Nice. So I've nice. Uh, I've gotten <laughs> got a lot done the past couple days. I've been busy. What about you, Goo? Um. So yeah, I'm just I just beat um Eagles Tower. And this is my first playthrough of it, and but I'm I've spent a lot of time with it actually just because I'm uh, going for stuff between the dungeons. So you know I beat a dungeon, I go back, see what's you know new at the at the shop or wherever. You know go check yes. up in the I'm doing the chamber dungeons, which is a pretty big time sink. So like yeah, I'm almost done with it, but I still have like. Yeah, I'm still trying to like scoop up some more things before I head to Turtle Rock and go to the end of the game. Yeah, I think that was the thing that I was really trying to do with Link's Awakening is just pace myself because I mean, I mean, like we know on the DX side, this game can be beaten in like a hot two hours, two and a half hours. So like, I was I was making an active point to do at least something in between every dungeon, like go get a heart piece or go get um, a figurine from from the uh, trendy gamer or like do something right just so that i didn't like blitz through it really fast um and luckily or unluckily uh my sister decided to get married yesterday so i picked up the game on friday had rehearsal on friday so i didn't really get a lot of time with it <laughs> didn't really get a lot of time with it at all yesterday because she had the audacity to get married on you should the just busted out your episode. switch at the wedding <laughs> i know <laughs> i i'd be lying if i said i didn't think about just oh, sneaking no. it in, the, in my suit pocket um and then today <laughs> we had a a gift opening schmozzle at her place so, like this whole weekend was about her wedding i was like give me a break i just want to play zelda so I'm at the same place as you. I just finished up uh, Eagle's Tower. Um, so I've really... I only have Turtle Rock left. I did the Color Dungeon. And uh, I, I think I'm going to collect all of the seashells and, and get all the heart pieces and stuff before uh, I make my way over to Windfish. But um, yeah, so it really... You know, really, uh, really digging the remake so far. It really does, really on almost a one-to-one scale, capture the original Link's Awakening experience. It's actually, like, it's pretty crazy how faithful an adaptation it is, right down to the text, right down to the enemy placement. It's uh, it's something else. Yeah, just, like, coming from my experience and yours, too, where we were uh, running it, speedrunning it for the marathon, if you want to call it speedrunning, it's interesting just because it's like, okay, I kind of know how everything is laid out and it's still like that. Like the memory is still there mm-hmm. on top of that. Uh, Masis and I have been racing it for Zelda warfare. And so that's like a hundred percent race too. So um, I was kind of, I was kind of trying to do what you were saying, like take my time with it and stuff. But at this point, yeah, that's hard too, because just the past couple of months I've drilled into my mind, like where everything is every you know seashell and heart piece but luckily you know there's a couple new things in there too so it it does get still have a bit of like oh look at look at what's here now you know oh yeah there's a ton of new stuff in this game which it's incredible to think that they could jam more stuff into this overworld yeah it's a pretty tight it's pretty tight in the original but um you know i guess there are a lot of uh areas where there actually isn't much going on. And there's still some even where I, uh, I was just talking to Moss before we came to record, and he was like, 
in this the little uh, water area just to the east of the oh. moat to Canalette Castle. Yeah, not much. Uh, way yeah. And he's like, there's there's nothing here. <laughs> I thought they would have put something here. The, so there's it's nothing funny. In the south of Martha's Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. that little watering hole. And there's yeah. like one Zola River Zola, or Zora, one River Zora that appears there, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's his pond. But yeah, his yard. so I I find that funny because it is like there already wasn't much. They managed to fit some, but <laughs> then they're still like you know they could do more with it if they wanted to. Yeah, there wasn't. Uh, I, I guess uh, let's just jump ahead and talk about additions. Yeah. to this game from the original. So, like, when when Link's Awakening DX comes out, we have the color dungeon included, which is kind of cool, because it's, like, an extra dungeon or whatever, and I feel like that was maybe an adequate uh, an adequate payoff for the extra money that you're spending to get it. Not to mention that the, the fact that the whole game was redone in color. This one, we have chamber dungeons that are included. It's kind of the big gimmick um, being added to this game, which we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on today, because we're actually going to do a deep dive into that uh, some point in the very, very near future. But, um, like, really, there isn't a whole lot extra that's added from a content standpoint. I guess the figurines in the uh, in the trendy gamer shop, like the crane shop or whatever, you can go in and play with that. I've actually sunk, like, a stupid amount of time into that, uh, just grabbing, like, all the Mario figurines and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, that's kind of ne- neat. But, like, other than that, um, I don't know. I... I haven't really, I haven't noticed anything really that's been well, an extra addition. There's more seashells, obviously. Uh, yeah, I guess pieces. aside from the seashells and heart pieces. I do, well, I do like the, I think the change to the trendy game is pretty significant. Like, it gives you a reason to go back there after you get the Yoshi doll, you know? I think that's oh, yeah. pretty nice, mm-hmm. actually, to I, kind I'm of having a blast it. in there. It's fun. It's fun to play. Oh, I mean, I know yeah. it's super simple, but it's just I fun. I disagree. To like... Really? <laughs> that trendy game has gimmicked me out of so much of my slamos. Oh, wow. Yeah. I struggled is... with it at first. Uh, oh but... man, it's a racket. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, the ones on the top are my cash. those can be pretty ridiculous if you got things moving side to side. You know what you almost want to do is go down, lower your crane where it starts and then you can start your descent and then the thing will move to the left or to the right. And the, th- the crane is so slow that by the time oh, yeah. that this jabroni gets back, it hooks it almost oh, yeah. like where you originally started. Hey, the rest is about timing. According to Mr. Trendy game. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I personally, ha- I get the same thrill from it that you do, or maybe you do doing it in real life, especially now because I'm not, I don't feel like I'm flushed with rupees as often, maybe because there's more to get from this and they added, they also added some stuff to the shop. So like, it, it feels like, Oh, I, I hope I get this. Cause I kind of, I'm trying to save up to get that bow or that chamber stone or whatever. Yeah. I, oh, I saw yeah. a chamber stone in the shop for it's like 1300 rupees. Yeah. I haven't gotten that one yet. So I don't, I still don't think I have enough rupees for it. I think I, I'm just past, you know, I'm right before the final dungeon, and I think I only have, like, 400 rupees, so... Oh, you gotta do that raft raid. Yeah, (laughs) that's another thing, too. I I feel like they've, with the mini-games, like the raft, the fishing game, and the trendy game, they've revamped them in a way that have made them a bit more replayable than one and done. You know, like, do it to get the thing you need and then go, you know? You know, I can't say I've played the raft game, like, in the last, like, dozen playthroughs and i've played through Link's awakening at least a dozen times this year but i yeah. never once did that because it just wasn't on the way it's not it's oh, yeah. needed to do well it's that's entirely optional too and i don't think you in the original you don't get anything for it except that there's like some there's chests tons of stuff and seashells i think on the way there's uh, two which, seashells i think yeah well there's one that you get by like in a dungeon but it goes out to where the raft game is but anyway, like uh, in this, you still have that mode where you can just kind of ride the raft and get that stuff. But then they added like a time-based like race mode, uh, and you get rewards for you know beating your own high score, like a heart piece they added, and I think I think they added something else too. And it's fun because you know like you're going around, jumping around, shooting your hook shot, 
trying to like get under 30 seconds or something. Oh, it's brutal. I I yeah, I think it's fun. I like I played it. I haven't gone back to it, but I think I played it like four times in a row. So I I don't know. I don't know about the River Rapid. I didn't oh. feel uh, there's something about it. <laughs> it just didn't vibe All right. with me. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I don't want to be um, negative I, I about it. I thought it was it, okay. I feel like it just feels sluggish. And I, I think that's my one criticism of this game, is that it just feels very slow. Uh, I, I would agree in terms of Link moving. Uh, it, it is very slow. Um, back to the river rafting, just for yes. a quick <laughs> second there. I, I, um, I've only done the, the collection one, not the race one. I do wish that everything was able to be hookshotted. I think that would kind of make it funner. I guess it'd make it easier and maybe defeat the purpose of it. But um, I was like trying to go and, and hookshot over to some rupees and it was just a huge pain in the ass. And eventually I was like, ah, whatever. And it, I just went down the waterfall and like ate a hundred rupees like immediately oh. and then did it again and made like 300. So I don't know. I, I like, I'm kind of on the fence about it. I haven't done the, the time raced one yet, but it seemed pretty fun. Um, I like, I guess, like I said, I haven't done the river rate, uh, river rafting in the original Link's Awakening in at least a couple years since my last right. playthrough where I actually yeah, sat and did it all. But yeah, it, I all thought right. that that was fun. Um, I could definitely see, like, there's some at least reasons to play that again, which I appreciate. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was that was kind of something that was cool for me to go back to after not doing it for for such a long time. Um, Ko, you you said that uh, the game feels kind of slow. I guess I agree. Um, There's just something about it. Link, the rock's he... feather just doesn't feel as good. No, it doesn't. I guess um, and I wanted to bring that, that up either. Yeah, the rock's feather in particular, when you jump, it uh, that was my main kind of mode of transportation in Link's Awakening. I always did that versus use um, use the Pegasus boots. Just because it felt so smooth to jump diagonally, you could cover a lot of ground. This one, the jumping feels... It's almost like you flutter for a bit yeah, before it's you land. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just something it, that's off about it. I I noticed it a lot when you're in... Um, I think it's Catfish's Maw, and you're in the rooms where you have the four uh, platforms Horse. that you need to jump oh. on, and then they, they lower... Like, the weight of them raises the other one, etc., etc., yes. And I was noticing, and I was like, God, jumping just feels really, I don't know, it feels really stiff, or like, it just, the timing of it feels, like, awkward. I feel like I couldn't move as fast. Okay. See, now, neither so of you we... made it to Blano. No. Right? It, no. The fight with Blano just feels odd. I'll let you to experience that, but go, okay. go ahead, Goo. Oh, well, I was going to say, we talked about this in the compendium, and Moss said the same thing as you, and I kind of was like I'm not sure because I I felt like maybe I was just like because I like I have every screen of this game now memorized that and like I'm going to do the same screen and I'm expecting to hit the same button inputs that I did on the Game Boy and for it to have the exact same effect and so partially I was thinking oh maybe I'm just like you know it's that muscle memory and now that I've continued through the game like that feeling for me has gone away like I don't feel like it plays sluggish at all I just felt like I adjusted to how this game feels because it I will agree that it feels different and stuff like that but like I would be I guess curious I still haven't heard from someone who's like new to the game who hasn't been playing it over and over and over this year alone how they feel about how it feels because like to me, I I'm over that, and I'm jumping around now. I I love to run around with the Pegasus boots. In fact, I love that you don't screen scroll on the overworld oh, yeah. as much because I just run across the entire map. Yes. You know, yeah. so I'm I was feeling similar to how you guys felt, but like it's after you know a dungeon or two, I'm like that's totally gone. It's it's wild because I've adjusted. Like I, I feel the same way where I've I've adjusted to how the controls feel, mm-hmm. but there are moments where it's like I do something, and it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right. It feels like I'm doing something, but the game is just not moving like the way that I'd like it to. Mm-hmm. See, I, I 
I feel like the game now plays how I thought it did when I first played it, I guess. is It's kind of a weird thing to say, but, like, there are types of, like, jumps that you can make in the original game that you were not intended to make, and it's because, you know, limitation. Oh, yeah. But I trained my brain to be like, no, I can actually make this jump. I just have to do this weird pixel-perfect thing or whatever. Um, whereas now like the game it like operates in the way like if you gave it to me for the first time like i i would imagine the physics work so and i've kind of like gotten used to that and so it feels right to me now i i would agree i think that aside from i think the only parts where i notice rock's feather are the 2d parts like in the tunnels that i feel like i still notice the the difference in um, the physics for that. But otherwise, like, it, it took a second to adjust to the Pegasus boots and how, like, it, they're a little bit different in this versus the DX version. But I feel like, I feel like I've gotten the gist of everything now. I, I wouldn't say, like, I would say that the game feels maybe a little bit slower, but I don't know. At the same time, I guess I wouldn't say I feel like that's a bad thing. It's just kind of how this version plays. I, I feel like anybody coming into this that has never played the original is totally like this is going to feel totally fine yeah and just perfectly normal to them well i guess i have i have talked to two of my friends they've been playing it together actually like they both have a copy and they're playing it together which i think is cute but uh they one of them has played it but not since they were a child and the other has never yeah. played it and you know i'm just asked i asked them i didn't ask about how does rock's feather feel but you know i'm like <laughs> how you liking it and they're like oh we're you know we're four dungeons in loving it you know like i don't know like i i'm not seeing that complaint coming from new players yeah so I here's, think, here's I think another thing snobby. that i know uh, y- yes yeah, a little <laughs> me, me in particular so tell me if you guys have experienced this as well because i it, it, as Kevin mentioned, like this game doesn't uh, side scroll anymore. It's just like one continuous map, and I find myself sure, yeah. like kind of getting lost a little bit or like missing my cues about like where I need to turn and stuff because I'm just oh. I'm so used to like the screen kind of being in that particular shape in the particular spot or whatever. Like sure. the the I'll use an example like getting down to um to Richard's place from yes. the prairies like. You know when you go down the side and it's it's all the way on the left and then the the right is the shovel area whatever the the whole garden pothole field pothole, I, pothole, pothole field. field yeah that was come it. on iconic so, location PHF. <laughs> man so I was like I was looking for this little strip and I was like where is this place like I I know it's here and it just it took me it took me like a good fifteen seconds to just like actually zone in and see like oh okay well it's actually in the middle that's weird and yeah. like here I go and I find that in uh in a couple different places in the game where it's like like even going up to um the windfish's egg it's like it just kind of looks like a ladder to to nothing and i was like oh okay what's what's this like i don't remember this being oh, here oh right and it's just because it looks yeah. so different from the original pixels i don't know have you guys like experienced anything like that or am i just crazy i see it's funny that you say those two particular areas because Playing through the game on Link's Awakening DX, and even doing like a speedrun of that game, those two areas in particular really mess me up, because mm-hmm. right right by, I'm going to use the first example by Richard, like heading to his villa, or like going towards um, where you would enter uh, Key Cavern, I'd always get confused on going up or going down yes. by the area where it, I would call it like the donut area where it has those rocks with all the moblins where you could head right or east <laughs> to go to uh, yeah. Animal Village, or you could go north yeah. and around. But that area was always confusing to me in particular just because it looks very similar around that spot. A and... lot of the central fields where they have the holes where the like guys oh, yeah. extend out, Like there's like three screens that look all the like different you know, mixed-up versions of that. In it's the very easy to get lost there. Yeah. And especially by when you head up towards Tall Tall Heights. Um, I would always get confused around there either if you wanted to head east but not all the way north up that ladder to head towards like 
the other warp point right in front of right in front of uh, Angler's Tunnel. Mm-hmm. And the two ladders that lead you up either to the Windfish's Egg, which you never wanted to head up there because the owl would just kind of hoot at yeah, you. Yeah, you talk your ear off. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's like, oh, come Chatty on, Chatty owl. Yeah. It's like, all right, I get it. The egg's up there. Um, or you would just go a little bit uh, further east and you'd end up uh, heading towards like where the rest of, I mean, tr- the end of the game really is where you head to Eagle's Tower, Turtle Rock, maybe drop off some vitals for, for a good friend. Pop all. <laughs> Um, I've had, I've had kind of the almost opposite experience where, um, in those regions, like where I get lost now, I can see farther. So I'm like, okay, I, you know, I'm like, am I headed towards the the donut area? You know, (laughs) is it up down? Where is that? And I can like actually see it, you know, off the, the screen, if you will. And so I'm like, okay, that's, I got to keep going down and it's there. Or if I'm up in the mountains, now I can, like, like, have some context, you know? I don't even know if I'd say it's, like, it's getting lost. It's just, like, maybe muscle memory is the wrong term, but, like, you're just visually used to seeing, like, okay, Richards is all the way on the left, so that's where I need to go. And, like, okay, yeah. Y- you just automatically move over there. So, like, when that's kind of scrolling, I've, I've noticed a few points in this game where I'm just having a hard time kind of, like, I don't know, adjusting to that, or I need to take a second and, and <laughs> remember that you know this is not a fixed uh overworld side scrolling or screen scrolling experience and like everything flows so i've had to catch myself a few times with that um i can see that's one of like like, the big things i can see being like i'm right here uh in like the screen scrolls on the dx and you're like okay that's when i immediately hit left because i'm going left and i i hit hit the boots yeah I could see that happening. I think that happens to me sometimes where I warp to uh, outside Crazy Tracy's and... Mambo's Pond? uh, Yeah, (laughs) Mambo's Pond. But now I can see so much that I'm almost like, wait, it's almost like overwhelming. I'm like, wait, which way did I need to go? Yeah, because if you look towards the left, it could lead you towards like the mysterious wood or mysterious forest, not woods. Please. Am I playing Majora's Mask or am I playing Link's Awakening? Right <laughs> Come on, Jabroni. Get yeah, it right. Oof. How mysterious. Hey, you want to talk about some uh, some serious upgrades from the original? Uh, how rocking are the uh, the songs that they teach you? Oh, they're oh yeah. Great. They're wicked. They're like full on beats. Like I was I was grooving. <laughs> the soundtrack is like great. I think it's great in this version. It's like this the reimagined songs. You know, sound like what they did in my head back in the day, like when I would yeah. imagine them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the soundtrack here. Um, I really like, uh, Mabe village in particular just has that kind of quiet seaside kind of vibe to it. Yes. Um, I, you know, cause other than in the overworld, like you get Mabe village, you get the main overworld theme, you get telltale heights, um, animal village. and mysterious. Yeah. And animal village actually is fantastic. I, I wish that there animal is village. like, a little bit more, or I wish there was just like a little bit more diversity in terms of like, cause you hear the overworld theme for probably 80% of the game. So I wish that there would yeah. be another tune or two, but I mean, I guess that's the fault of the original game. It's not necessarily something that this remake did, but it, it kind of would have been nice. Yeah. I, I, that could have been a nice like change to be like, here's like a Martha's Bay theme or, you know, like down, by the beach theme as opposed to like the field theme or something. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't think about that until now. It yeah. sounds, it sounds really good. Everything kind of has the, um, that kind of beach vibe to it. Like all the music does, like even the tunnel music kind of has the, uh, little drums in the background and stuff. Mm, yeah. Um, I wrote down and Kevin was laughing at me and I don't know why <laughs> he's about to tell us. Yes. I wrote down yes. that, Angler's Tunnel, in particular, I thought had really nice music. It was like, it's the dungeon theme, or the tunnel theme, but it's like, kind of slowed down. I, I don't know how to describe it, but I thought that it was like, really soothing, really nice. If I can find it, I'll play it at the end of this episode. Oh, boy. But Kevin, why were you laughing at me? So, so here's the thing with Angler's Tunnel, and like, particularly oh that level, or that, that dungeon, or that tunnel, is, um... Masi's, I think, said it best. Him and I have been chatting on Discord, and I've been chatting with Josh as well about the game. And he said, 
It's like I played the Angler's Tunnel original music, and then I accidentally had another YouTube link open on my computer, and it was playing another song. <laughs> Angler's Tunnel, can, it just sounds weird. It's, it's almost like it's two songs playing at the same time. Like, it has the the traditional Link's Awakening DX, like, music playing, and then it has this, like, weird, like, ambient... It's like, like a soft underwater kind of song. scene, but it's, it's yeah, but they, it's the, the backing track. I really think they oh. conflict. That might they, just be I me. I I disagree too, and actually, I think I, I they, need to listen more. They do, yeah, you do. You haven't listened hard enough, clearly. I gotta bleed uh, my ears out a little. They do this a couple times in the game, where I think it's maybe in some of the boss the boss music too, or but whatever they were. It's like um, maybe for you, it's not as noticeable because it's kind of more. They're kind of in time or whatever, like they're going the same same speed or whatever. But well, they'll they'll mix kind of this like chip tuny quality to certain yes. uh, instruments in there with mm-hmm. like updated music, and it like it's cool because it sounds like new and fresh, but it's also like it sounds like part of partially like the Game Boy music is playing too, and it really oh, yeah. enhances some of the songs that like like the I fish think rhyme. yeah, like yeah, where they like. Before, those weren't really the standout tracks in the Game Boy, but like I think it, every. It's funny song you in said this. the mini boss ones because that that one was another one that I noticed. And like when you're fighting a boss or a mini boss, I I was just like, man, this sounds great. Like it sounds like intense. It sounds vibrant. I really liked it. Yeah, this has some of my like favorite dungeon music now. Where before I thought like the dungeon music is o- okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. It's kind of limiting on the on the Game Boy, and not to say you can't make great music on it. This game does, but I don't know. They did something to it that really pushed it up a notch. I think. I agree with that. Um, let's talk about some of the just general quality of life improvements that this game makes. Uh, playing this versus playing it on the uh, DX version, if you will is so refreshing that you have your assigned buttons for the things that you yes. basically use all the time. Um, not having to equip the power bracelet is so, 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 my God, it's so nice. Because I hated doing that in the original version. And then another thing, and maybe, I don't know if, I don't know if this is a fact, maybe you guys can confirm it for me, but it seems to me like all your items kind of have their set spot on the menu, which is really nice. Yeah. It makes finding everything yeah, you don't faster. flip-flop them. Yeah. So it saves you a ton of time. You have your Pegasus boots assigned to the button. You have um, you have the power bracelet that's just always on. You don't automatically start text whenever you run into a rock, which yes, is really nice. The text. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Andy, the text. Same thing uh, with the, com- te- the I compass. I mean, text in general is way faster in this game. Well, yeah, because you can fit be. stuff that would take, like, four screens on the Game Boy in one, you know? Mm-hmm. I've I've noticed how, like, some stuff that used to bother me is, like, oh, I uh, I enjoyed reading that. <laughs> kids talking about Bow Wow it took, like, three hours. Yeah. Now it's, oh, like, five yeah. seconds. You're, like, get out of my life. Yeah, well, we're going to so complain about bigger. this one day. Like, eventually we're going to get sick of that, too. The Bow Wow one, I remember getting to that, and I was like, Ugh, "Here we go." And yeah, actually, now that you say it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too painful. <laughs> that one oh. would be bad too, because if you go back to that screen, they do it oh, again. They do it again. Yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> and the worst is they rub it in too. They're like, "Hey, man, it'd probably just be better if you checked it out yourself." And it's like, "Why did you just waste my time?" <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, someone's someone's got to get you going. Here. Have Have you guys noticed any other like little? kind of quality of life improvements. I noticed one and oh, I wrote yeah. it down. So when you're on the, when you do the five golden leaves and you're in, uh, in the castle at the very top, when you, when you fight the, the ball and chain knight, once you, once you beat him in DX version, you have to like kind of haul your butt all the <laughs> way through back and out the door. And this one, you could just jump off the top. And I was like, my God, I appreciate that so much. Any other little, uh, there's a lot little of little like that stuff oh, like that. There's tons. So ahead, there's, do. I mean, yeah, we could list them all, but I guess we could spare you. But I, I thought of one recently where 
the bridge you go under to like talk to the fishermen. Uh, before, if you were on that bridge, I don't believe you could drop down. Uh, you'd have to go back through the tunnel and go back around and get in the water. Whereas here, they had you know they had a little gap where you could jump down and go talk to the fishermen. It's a lot of little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and well, did you have any Kevin that you thought of? Oh heck yeah! Uh, the okay. warping, the warping. Yeah, that was, was what I was going to so say. So much yeah. better. Like, it, and it's it's. I, I think something that, like, this is just a modern improvement that just makes sense in the game. You know, like, I'm sure people that have not played this game in like ten or fifteen years are like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, of course you were able to warp around everywhere. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, being able to uncover those areas and to be able to like warp to Martha's Bay so that the nostalgic ghost is a lot quicker. Um, being able to get closer to like certain areas. It just makes sense. Like you yeah. can warp to tall, tall heights. You don't just have crazy Tracy's house and, and that's it. <laughs> I know. That's kind <laughs> it's, of the world though. centers around crazy Tracy and there's, I do. there's nothing else. She I is like, the focal. They kind of split the difference a little bit too. Cause we're, I would say we're used to now in our in our modern world. We're used to a game like Breath of the Wild, where it's like you just pull it up and you can fast travel, you know, anywhere. Whereas this, it like kind of doles it out a little bit. You know, like first you can't really warp, then you find a warp spot, but you can't use it. Then you find another, but then eventually you get the song. Well, you know, so I I like that it's like it still kind of like opens up more as you go throughout the game. So it kind of. You know, maybe early on it's kind of a bummer, but uh, there's really not that much area you can cover until you get the flippers anyway. Oh, for sure. Um, let's yeah. talk about something that is in this game that I actually I, I don't really like, and I don't know if you guys have experienced it, and it's really noticeable in handheld mode, but when you play the game, um, the top and the bottom of the screen are blurry and i think it's like an artistic effect to kind of show that you're in this dream and that i don't know maybe everything's not what it is i i can't say that i really like it i'm kind of used to it now i guess but it really like i really noticed it especially on the bottom in my first um couple hours playing this because i was kind of going back and playing it handheld playing a dog playing it handheld playing it docked i didn't notice it too too much um, playing a docked, but I, I don't know. Did you, did this bother any of you guys at all? Felt like I needed to go to the eye doctor at some points. Right? <laughs> uh, I, I actually went back Pegasus home boots. to make sure that it wasn't blurry on my screen. <laughs> well, what it's it, really what it is, is, uh, boots. it's like, ba- it's like based on this type of like photography and filming where like you can find, uh, uh it's called tilt shift. You can find like videos oh, yeah, of they're it. Cool. Where people will film like a, a cityscape, you know, or like a traffic or whatever, but like it's about the way you film it and you blur the edges and it makes like the city or whatever look like tiny little people. And it's, it's like cool. A toy it's a cool box. effect, you know. But I, I I feel like I can see like you might not need this for this game to get that across because everything looks like a toy. Or you could uh, at least turn it off. Yeah, I I haven't had a problem with it, but I guess I can I've can understand people who do. So I, I guess I I wouldn't even say like I had a problem with it necessarily. Like after a couple hours, I was just like whatever, I, and I don't really notice it as much anymore. But like I did notice it when I was playing for the first little bit, and it did distract me a little bit. I mean, like I said, like I was playing, and I was like. I was like, God, is like my switch like foobard here? And I went back to the main menu, <laughs> oh, and I was no. like. Okay, no, I can still see eShop pretty clearly. I think it's just the game. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It was My, not a problem, but it was a distraction, maybe, is the best way to put it. I mean, Kevin mentioned the eye doctor. <laughs> um, <laughs> my only, like, issues visually has been, like, the frame rate thing. It, that has kind of, like, messed me up sometimes. That's, like, really actually, well, it's one of one of my only beefs with the game, I would say. That's a big gripe that I've seen from the early reviews of this game. Uh-huh. Is that they take a dump on the frame rate and they take a dump on the um, chamber dungeons. The, well, the chamber dungeons and the blurriness. Those are like the okay. three. That's the triforce of negativity. About I would. This, yeah, this I, game. I hadn't. Uh, I hadn't read anybody actually taking a dump on the blurriness. I've. Yeah, yeah I I've seen either. I think the Polygon review of this. Shout out to Polygon. Uh, just 
does not like it. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just making that up. But, wow. Just spitballing. Um, yeah, just spitballing. Your ass. <laughs> I, I really you do. Sure like Kevin O'Rourke. <laughs> Quoted I, by Kevin O'Rourke. Here you go. I've, uh, Send me uh, mail at P.O. Box. Uh. <laughs> I've only played this in handheld mode, too. So, like, it, oh. it just really suffers uh, in handheld mode. It, it's to the point where I can... I can kind of ignore it, but like, I'll sometimes I'll be like, "What? What's something going on with my eyesight or something?" And then I realize, "Oh yeah, like this part is like really weird looking." I, don't know, I haven't I've... actually experienced any uh, slowdowns yet in frame rate. Where, like, do you remember where it happened for you? Like, was there a ton of stuff going on on the screen, or? Not, not really. Actually, it's been so. It's just been ev- like kind of everywhere. Like. It's in the special... dungeons too? No, actually, I would say not not really in the yeah, dungeons, not at all. Overworld that I've seen it. It's the overworld. I think just cuz I mean, the the overworld is for how small the game is, like the overworld is impressive, you know, you can see like an Octorok hopping around somewhere and he can hop from like, you know, <laughs> what would be like four screens like over the course of a couple seconds, you know. So, they're like Oh yeah, the flying dudes. Yeah. So like there's a lot going on there and it I I notice it when I come out of buildings a lot cuz it goes from like just this one screen you know like I go into the telephone booth or whatever and it's you know there's not a lot going on there then I come outside and the game's like hold on now like hold on <laughs> It like I said it's not Hold like, your horses there. It's not like ruining the game for me or anything but it's that's been a little bit of a bummer for sure. I have not played a lot of handheld. I've almost played exclusively on on the TV. I noticed some dips in the overworld, but nothing really crazy. But yeah. like, like maybe like an hour before we went live, I was playing with Ashley, and uh, playing like uh, playing in handheld, and it it didn't hit me. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't I wasn't playing hardcore enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I, should I, see I what agree. I'm doing. I, I, I've been playing this game, and, like, I don't know if I just don't notice it, because I, I, I'm pretty tolerable with, like, frame rate drops. I remember I used to kind of dig it back in the day when I was playing, like, Perfect Dark, <laughs> no. and it was like, all right, Matrix time, let's do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, when you knew a game was so awesome, it couldn't handle <laughs> the frames. But, like, I don't know, I, it either hasn't happened, or I haven't noticed it enough to really say, like, ah, oh, this sucks, like, why is my game running like this? So I've heard that yeah, from other and people, I saw too. a lot... And I saw a lot of people um, really complaining about the frame rate issues, so I, I was kind of uh, ready for it. I was looking out for it, especially in areas where like there is a ton of stuff going on, like um, in Eagle's Tower when you do the mini boss and there's all the birds flying at you. I was kind of gearing myself up to maybe see some slowdown. That was pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I mean, yeah, I'm not the kind of person who really notices. Like people said that about Breath of the Wild a lot, and I definitely remember noticing that. Um, but like normally, like normally I didn't, and I'm not like I said, not normally the person who notices that stuff. But it, it is just I don't know. There's something about it that it does catch me every once in a while in this. So I don't know. I have heard from other people like I'm not the kind of person who notices this stuff, and I didn't notice it. So you know, I guess maybe your mileage may vary depending on who you yeah. are. Um. So I got two hot takes that I want your guys' opinion on. First of all is I feel like in this game, spin attacks are far less effective than they are in the DX version. Do you guys think that that's accurate? Um, I don't... Uh, maybe. I think it goes um, back to, like... Well, actually, they're, I think they're trying to, like, uh, balance the game a little bit differently, if that makes sense. Oh, you yeah. Know, like... uh, yeah, let me, let me clarify what I meant, too. Like... Um, when you hit a spin attack, it's it's still as powerful, but like actually getting into a position where you can get them, I feel like has been made more difficult, like especially oh. on bosses and stuff. Yeah, we'll say that that goes back to what we were talking about with the like the things feeling a certain way. Like I I can see that, and I will say like yeah, the game, it might like feel harder to do certain things, but I do like how it feels a bit more, I, I don't want to say realistic because the game's not realistic, but it feels very tactile. You know what I mean? Especially with like some of the sound design too. Like if like, it feels like all the little hits and all the stuff like feel physical t- 
to me. So like before in, mm. in Link's Awakening, it's like you could power through something because you get like crazy invisibility frames and stuff like that. But that doesn't happen in this. So I do feel like I'm moving like a physical figurine and it's like interacting with stuff. So I, I definitely know what you're talking about with the with the sword, too. I think it has a similar effect. Yeah, it almost feels like just smacking people with your sword is more, like, effective than charging up for the spin attack. Because, like, that's pretty much all you did in DX. Like, yeah. you might as well not waste your time with a regular sword slash. You do spin attack. But this one, maybe it's because you have a more um, range in your movement where you can get off, like, more hits with your sword. But I've noticed that, like, just in my playthroughs, it's like getting a charge spin attack is just kind of a pain in the ass so i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna hit him a couple times with my sword which is already powerful enough anyways because i took the red tunic from the color dungeon of course but um <laughs> well they've changed it so uh, you know it's me. like um so like the guy the just regular sold sh- sword and shield soldiers now like before it was like you just had to hit him in the right spot uh yeah. you know mm. so I like carry them with your shield yeah. yeah i think it goes along with that where it's like you know like i I feel like I'm like it to me, it actually connects in my brain a little bit more like that makes sense more so than just like stand, you, you know, like if if I were to hand this to someone who's never played the game before and be like, you know, how do you kill this guy? They wouldn't think stand slightly to the right of him. You know what I mean? They would think, yeah, you got to like and jump. Yeah, you got to like block with your shield, you know, and then, I forget that I have the shield most of the time. Oh, I use it. I, I think you use it way more in this version. I was trained like, to in the beginning. Than, I don't. I was also trained to use, in the beginning at least, because kind of what you were saying, it was like harder to pull off a spin attack and it would take two hits with your sword to kill a lot of the guys. I was mm-hmm. sprinkling magic powder on their asses and watching them burst to flames. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. There's two they, kinds they, of people. They put their arms up and they're like, ah! It's, <laughs> it's so satisfying. Yeah, speaking of jumping and spin attacking, like that was, I, I think that was a point where I was just like, man, spin attacking just isn't as effective as when you're an angler's tunnel at the angler's tunnel at the mini boss the doing, uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to jump over the jabroni when he's oh. when he's going to. Oh it. yeah, totally. I was, ball, I was kind of doing it, but like I, I feel like oh. I just landed on him instead of actually hitting him a lot of the times. You, like I hit him, but I also hit myself. It just doesn't work. You can't. You just can't do the spin can, attack on him. You can him. do it. It's very hard. I did it, and I must have fallen into him like five or six times. I well, was that's what say, I mean. Eventually, I was like, I'm just going to hit this guy. I don't, yeah, don't want to do worth, this anymore. It's not worth doing the spin attack. Yeah, no, They. It's, I mean, they made it, to me, the f- they made it something worth, worth you know, fighting for, oh, okay. like, worth protecting. So that, you that, know? Me, it's that leads feather. me to hot take number two. I think that bosses are generally harder in this game. Yes. I'm not saying that they're hard, but they're harder. Like, the... Um, the uh, anglerfish in particular, uh, sorry to keep going back moves. to you, this dungeon. Yeah, he moves. He doesn't just stand there like a complete, like, jabron. Glub, glub. And, and just, you know what? Yeah. He does move in in the original. It's just, you never get If you let him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this he one, he just starts you. going. Anglerfish, yeah. there, there's something very different about anglerfish, too, that um, I don't think a lot of people will realize, is that when you're underwater, you can't use any other items except for your sword. So you cannot use a bomb arrow to hit him in this game. Oh. You hit him twice in Link's Awakening DX. He just bites the dust. He goes belly up. You got sushi well, for days. Well, why you... KO, I never knew that. That's yep. crazy. You can use bomb arrows underwater? Yes, you can. Damn. Well, that doesn't even make sense. They're not water bombs. They're water bombs. LADX has water bomb arrows. You heard it first. You, you know what? Oh, the bosses goodness. are still pretty easy. Um, yeah, but they are. I will say they're just more fun because it is. Uh, it goes. It goes back to what I was saying about the tactile. It feels more tactile, whereas, uh, like with slime eel, for example, you would hook shot him out of the wall, and then for some reason in the original, you would swipe your sword uh, through his head to hit his weak point, which is his neck. <laughs> which doesn't yeah. make a lick of sense. Yeah. That, this one you at least have to move and go around. This to one you him. have to actually go hit the weak point, you know. And to me, that is a, it is it is actually an improvement because it, you know, it feels like you're doing something, you know. I I can't believe I'm even gonna say this, but I was I was kind of having a hard time with facade. 
like that. I was, I was a great fight my, in this game. Yeah, it's fun. But the, so the big difference in this game is your bombs Oops. move. Like the tiles will move your yes. bombs. So yes. you can plant it and then That's... you're you know, you're like, okay, I'm gonna hit him, and then all of a sudden the bomb's exploding right in front of your hit face. You. Yeah. And then the the holes in the in the ground eventually later in the fight will kind of follow you rather than I don't know if they did that in the original, but it feels like they were just very random. And never really a big deal. They they definitely have like a different pattern in this, yeah. They've evolved. <laughs> the holes have evolved. Even even slime eyes. I think somebody was making uh, a comment in our Discord that uh, they were having a bit more trouble, and it, I agree. It is like not saying that it's hard, but like you can only hit uh, slime hit eyes, eyes in its eye, which in the DX version you could just blast them anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you have a piece of power against them in DX, he is a cakewalk. And it's also not just. Um, charge at at the middle of them and it breaks it's like you have to like charge through it you know Mm -hmm. and it feels like it looks and feels with the sound and everything like you're actually doing it i don't know i yeah like i i think everything has like this this quality to it that feels like you could i I said this in the compendium and i saw someone else say it somewhere so i'm not coining this but someone said it looked like you could just reach into the screen and pluck the things out of it which That's I think true. is really cool. Like yeah. I, I want figurines of everything, you know. Want a slime eyes figurine? Sli- I, or a smasher? I have, to, I have to bitch about this for a second. Oh. I can't believe, I can't believe that there is only a Link amiibo for this game. I, I got my Link amiibo. I looked. I counted. I, know. I have nine amiibos of Link. It's <laughs> absurd. How cool would you? I don't even have them all. Owl. And a smasher. I, I would have totally bought Marin. That would have the been trendy unbelievable. A giant with counter. windfish. A windfish. I would have. I would have wanted shopkeeper. Uh, I think Richard with some frogs. Oh, Richard looks cool, cool as hell in this. Oh yeah, for yeah. whom the frog tolls. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original game Richard was from. Your little oh. factoid for you. It was called For Whom the Frog Tolls. Wow, I love it. Yeah, this is a deep cut here. This this is pretty intense. Yeah, that's why his music is so different. That's why we bring you on the show, Kevin, that's for right. uh, for this good color commentary. That's what I'm about. I'm like the color dungeon of commentary. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's talk just very briefly about the graphics and the style because we're kind of on the subject already. Um, I'm assuming that you guys are you know as as kind of in love with the presentation as I am, but um, I guess uh, just talk me through do you think that it worked all the way through because like kevin maybe you're maybe you're the kind of authority on this because you've reached the windfish or whatever did that style like hold up in the creepier part of the game and the, like the latter part of the game oh yeah i love it um when you guys get to turtle rock there's a definite like finality to the game if that makes sense mm-hmm. um i think there's some creepier parts like even just the way that, like, the atmosphere of the game sort of, like, dips down. Like, mm. uh, Turtle Rock feels that way. I think Eagle's Tower does, too. It feels a little bit, like, darker and almost like it's, like, cloudier. And certain areas, like, when you go to the graveyard, it's, like, the atmosphere of it. Like, it feels like the fog rolls in. Yeah, it does. And it, I think it gets a little, like, purple, you know? Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. And I think you couldn't really capture that on the Game Boy. And this game does a really good job of, of doing that. Um, there's some really good like particle effects and it does uh, it well like too without like it too. overdoing it. If that makes sense, like it still yeah. maintains that like like the toy like or like you know simplicity of the Game Boy. You know, like where there it's almost like something more is implied than anything. Like the game's not. Ooh, that's a good way to put it. Um, a good example of this is um in the song that plays when the owl speaks to you it still has that kind of it they made it sound like a music box you know the little do 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 but underneath it now they've added this like ominous uh horn music that i sort of said on the compendium that it sounds like almost like the nightmare is creeping into the dream and i that's like that's what i think the game is is like it's not like a dark game but it is a game about the darkness creeping in to this dream to this dreamlike world so yeah i i just i think it looks so good um i and i remember when i first saw it i liked it but uh, i saw a lot of people that weren't in love with it but man i i you know watching this 
in motion. If you're not sold on this, I, I just think it fits like so well. Although Kevin, I do have a question. Sure. Um, since you have finished the game, do you ever see like an ending cutscene? Does it do the kind of anime uh, style or uh, aesthetic All right. uh, to to end the game? It sounds like it's it's spoiler o'clock right now. For anybody who's has not finished, for anybody who has not finished, you can fast forward a, a yeah. hot twenty seconds. For, format your computer, uninstall everything. <laughs> Here's the hot, the hot spoiler. Um, it yeah, you get the anime style uh, at the ending, and it looks awesome. It really does that's look great. awesome. Right, that, um, that's it makes me want figuring. a Zelda anime. Like it really does. Like whoever uh, yeah, did the totally. anime or the animation for like the intro and the endings for this game like hire this person to do a full series it just looks so great um i, I was i can't, I can't wait it. to to go and beat it which i'll probably do after we're done uh, recording <laughs> yeah. oh, okay i guess um here's here's two quick questions for you that uh, we can just kind of lightly dive into before we go on and get out of here and finish our playthroughs of Link's Awakening. Um, and we can explore this maybe later as well, but just your initial quick reactions. A, do you think that this has enough content in it um, for a modern 2019 video game? Oh, who doesn't want to touch it? Oh, I'll touch I'll, it. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, good. <laughs> I think, um, I think kind of no. Um, and I'm loving the game, but only, and I, I don't even want to like harp on it too much. But it's like I love the added seashells, the added hearts. The they've made like all three, four of the mini games, whatever, a bit more worthwhile to me. Um, but I was really thinking like there needs to be just like. If they just had like that one like killer extra thing, you know, that's not just yes. like enhancing, that's that's like would have been good. And it could have been the chamber dungeons. And I'm not through it yet, but I and I'm spending a lot of time on it. So if you wanna say like is it you know, is it worth it in an amount of time spent, I would say, I guess, but as far as like is it really that great, um kind of on the fence or maybe leaning towards no. But, uh... Maybe I'll roll in. I'm gonna roll in my second question here, I guess, because it's kind of um, integral to, to say that twice. Integral to the first question here. Um, but like, is this is this a full price game, or do you think it should have been? Because that's kind of where uh, I was going yeah. with this. Does this have enough content to justify being a full price game? Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it just dep- it depends on the person. I guess like, uh, uh maybe. Maybe not. Like I said, it has almost everything that I've wanted out of it. I just wish that that chambered dungeons thing was better. Like it has it. It had me thinking like, oh, this does have potential. You know what I mean? But like that's kind of disappointing for that to be the big extra thing. Right. I, th- I think for for sixty slamos US, um, if you're a hardcore Zelda fan, like this is a buy. Um, and if you're like a passing Zelda fan and maybe you played Link's Awakening like 15 or 16 years ago, like, okay, go for it. But I, I don't see the casual switch owner going for this for 60 slamos and being like, yeah, like walking away from it and being like, okay, yeah, I got my bang for my buck. I might be wrong. Actually, I don't know. I, I think the game is awesome. I kind of think it might actually be the opposite because only because like there's no expectation and they're I, yeah they're I gonna agree. spend yep. so much more time with it whereas like like us it's like it's like i can't make the game longer for myself because i can't you, you i can't forget what, though, the puzzles you know on the flip side of that i could see like somebody whose first zelda game was breath of the wild buying this for full price being like yeah i can't wait to play like a another zelda game i had so much fun with breath of the wild and then they're done this in like eight hours and they're just like, is, That's is it. that it? And maybe eight hours is too short for a first-time player of this game. But like, like twenty hours. Let's let's be generous and say twenty hours of gameplay. Like, mm-hmm. for, and you're talking you like hundred percent all seashells, all heart pieces. Yeah, I, I mean, you can spend twenty hours in the Great Plateau on Breath of the Wild, right? Like, it's it's very, it's very different. I think like the more I play it, I love it, and I'm not. 
I'm I'm not like uh in any way upset that this is a full price game because like it's a it's a full blown remake. There's new music. There there is some extra features that maybe don't land as as well as we'd like. But like I really think that this is a 3DS game masquerading as a Switch game. I can see that. Um, yeah. Okay. You you look at like so I'm gonna use Metroid Samus Returns as a comparison. Oh that was a similar remake of a Game Boy game, which was a similar length to uh, Link's Awakening. And that was rebuilt from the ground up. New music, new graphics, um, far more added too. content. Yeah, new gameplay. Uh, a lot more added content, I would argue, than in Link's Awakening. And, you know, it's it's 30 bucks cheaper. Yeah. And, well, but I also, at the same time, I, like, wonder... Like, could you could you have made this game in the same form with like not screen scrolling? You know, this, like make it feel more open. Like, there's already frame rate issues on it. Like, could you have made this game and made it work on 3ds? You probably could have, but it would have been different. You know. Um. Yeah, I feel like this is a conversation that we will <laughs> yeah. probably be having for a long time. Is like some more um, <laughs> fan feedback rolls in for that. But uh, I guess just uh, just in closing here, let's let's uh, start wrapping her up. Um, sure. Any final thoughts for early impressions that you want to give for Link's Awakening? Um, I think I've said all I feel about it. Like I, yeah, I, I'm loving it. Um, it's definitely different than the original, but uh, I, I like some of the improvements. And but I will say, I think you know, I think the original one still has value. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Like I, uh, we were talking in the compendium of like, does this replace the original one? And it's like, maybe not. But I don't like, or maybe it does. But either way, like, does it is that required? You know what I mean? Like that only matters for us planning like our marathon and you know what which version do we play? <laughs> but like, if you like both versions of the game or you only like one version of the game, you know that's great. Yeah, I feel like this, just to piggyback off that goo and, and close out, is um, this this game feels like a logical evolution of Link's Awakening, which is, or Link's Awakening DX too, which is like a 20-some-odd-year-old game at this point. So getting the update in 2019, new graphics, uh, some gameplay tweaks, quality of life stuff, and just like the graphics of it, it's awesome. I, I love this game so much. Uh, the one pitfall is that you can't beat the dungeons out of order and get the nostalgic ghost to be skipped. <laughs> Terrible. Wow. Two two Gosh, out of ten. Never mind. It's trash. <laughs> Hold on. Can I you, actually did can try. Can you still that. leave Angler's Tunnel and I, go to Catfish Moth? You can, yeah, but um, I you can leave. You can get the flippers and leave. I tried beating Angler's Tunnel last, but the ghost just shows up. He just wanders oh onto your screen, God. and you can't get to the windfish with that. He just freaks out. It's just so funny. I was like, oh, you guys got me. At like 2 in the morning, wow. I'm like, they got me. Nintendo finally got me. Um, oh, that's I, rough. I've played this game uh, almost two times all the way through now. I love it. Uh, I think I'll continue to love it. I did love Link's Awakening DX. Um, this game does not replace it. It feels like a logical evolution. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it again and again and again. It's, it's a lot of fun. I agree. I, I think you look back at uh, like Wind Waker HD, Twilight Princess HD. I, I feel like those games replace their predecessors yeah. or even like Majora's Mask 3D, yes. uh, you know. They're meant to like feel like, like those games. You know, they're they're meant yeah. to like be rep one to one replicated as far as like the controls. And I think they very much replace the original games. Like there's really no need to play Majora's Mask on the N64 when you have the um, 3ds alternative i i don't get that with this game it's like it, it's kind of like you have the old classic and you have this modern reimagining and i think that they both can still exist side by side yeah um so yeah i i think that's one of my big takeaways from this game but i'm having a, i'm having a blast so far i love Link's awakening it's one of my favorite zelda games god i hope that uh the next game is like the oracles or something like that oh, i would heck yeah. die a happy man nice yeah same uh, and that's going to do it for us this week. We are going to get out of here and uh, get back to more Link's Awakening. Uh, next week, I'm going to make the uh, the proclamation here. Next week, we're going to do a deep dive 
into chamber dungeons and give you our full thoughts on that. The internet has not been kind to them, but what do we think? <laughs> Tune in next week. You'll see. Uh, that's going to do it for us. If you uh, could please head on over to iTunes, Podbean, all of your major uh, podcast apps, like, subscribe, and read a review. We would really appreciate that. You can check me out on Twitter at Spateri316. Gooey is at GooeyFame. And Kevin O'Rourke is at Shabazzle. Uh, thank you for joining me this week, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Sandy, yeah. Pleasure. Uh, Kale, we will see you always. next week. Goo, you always have an open pass on this show. We're out. Enjoy Link's Awakening. Thank you.